1: This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. Okay, so the question is what is the strange thing that your family does on the holidays? 651 641 1071. And the reason we're asking is because I read this story <laughs> that Miley Cyrus's family gets into fist fights. <laughs> At Christmas time. Okay. Apparently they talk about like conspiracy theories and they've gotten some, he- they've had some heated conversations such that, uh, do you know, by the way, she has three brothers. I did not realize that. Yeah, I didn't either. But she has three brothers and apparently all three of her brothers stopped talking to her at one point and they got into a fish fight. And I thought, well, that's a weird way to celebrate the holiday. Now, I know that they don't do that as like, part of country. the holiday tradition, right? mm-hmm. but it made me think like, you know, every family has something a little bit off or different or interesting that they do to celebrate the holidays, and it doesn't have to be a fist fight. And it doesn't have to yeah, my be. my family
0: throws punches. doesn't yeah. have to be talking about, Please don't.
1: you know, conspiracy theories. But what does your family do? 651 641 1071. Do we have any callers yet, Holly? Yeah, Emma's been holding. Perfect. Hello, Emma. Emma, what is the strange uh, or different thing that your family does on the holidays?
0: Hi. Yeah. So
1: on Christmas Day, we make a movie. So we write the script. Um, everyone has a role. Even grandma and grandpa are involved. And we have done like a musical in the past. Last year we did like an old western. Film and then Stop at the it. end of the night, we all gather around and watch the premiere together after my brother edits
0: it. Oh, okay. that's so fun! I want to be a like lot family. of work. Oh, my it's lord!
1: So funny. I have them all on my computer, so whenever I'm having a bad day, I just watch them and I'm just die laughing. How right. how that's... long are they? Like, about how long is, is each They're movie? A, on average, about 10 to 13 minutes, and also, we're all full grown adults. There's no children. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, that's wonderful. Your family Kudos is to you so guys. fun. You know what? Thank yeah. you for your call, Emma. I'm, I'm actually going to write that down because, like, we're looking for something different and fun to do on Halloween or Halloween, Christmas at our house. Yeah. Um, and that would be a really fun way to kind of spend the day. So I'm writing that one down. Thank you, Emma. That's a good idea. Um, what are What is the strange thing that your family does on the holidays? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Bradley, do you have anything?
0: My family uh, on Christmas does not do anything out of the ordinary. Literally, if uh, it's usually us going to see Jamie's family at Christmas, and it is the most traditional. Christmas, we have uh, appetizers, Mm -hmm. and we have Christmas dinner, and then we open presents, and then everybody goes home.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's just like, yeah, just like (laughs) bing, bang, boom. Yeah. We have a thing that happens, it's happened a couple different times um, at Christmas. It's not like a tradition, but it has happened enough that it's like we remember it and we talk about it. So sometimes it starts again because we talk about it. There was one Christmas about um, 15, maybe, oh, it might have been like 18 years ago, where my husband and his best friend uh, and their parents were all in the room, too. They started telling stories that their parents had never heard about them as teenagers, mm. like things that they didn't know that they had done. And then the parents in turn would sort of like tell stories about things that would shock us about their childhood. Yeah. So we have this tradition, sort of loose tradition of, of sharing stories that the other party has never heard mm. about. Yeah,
0: that's, a good, that's a good one.
1: About things that we couldn't tell when we were younger. Um. But we've never gotten a fist fight over it. Uh, Holly, do we have another caller? Yeah, Gabriel's on the line. Hello, Gabriel. Gabriel, what is the strange thing that your family does for the holidays? So they, we have this old school game. I, I think it's out of the 80s called Fireball Island. Mm-hmm. And it's like a three-dimensional game. I don't know if anyone else remembers it, but we get so serious that like the rule book gets taken out at least you Know a couple of times and we take it very, very oh my gosh, that's place. so isn't that interesting? <laughs> Fi- what is it called? Fireball Island? Fireball Island, so it has this. They there's fireballs placed around it's like a three dimensional game, and oh, you yeah. can fireball people, <clears throat> oh my and gosh. like knock them off the game board and send them back. Yeah, okay, that's <laughs> hilarious. Fun. Thank you for your call, Gabriel. Um, that which that just reminded me. That another tradition that my husband's family had that I walked into the first year I spent Christmas with him, and I was like, "You do this every year on Christmas?" He was like, "Yeah, don't you?" They play poker. Oh, okay. Like everybody, yeah, grandparents all the way down to the kiddos, and um, I had never played poker before. Can you imagine that? I was like, in my, I was like twenty two, twenty one, or twenty two. That's how I learned how to play poker on Christmas for for coins. It was. So much fun, yeah. So I just wrote that down games. on my list too. Yeah. Poker on Christmas Day, uh, Holly. Do you do anything uh, strange or interesting on the holidays? No, <laughs> cool. just seriously. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I didn't. So, do you have let me ask you a question? No,
0: yeah. Do you have mm-hmm. a tradition on Christmas Day? Because some families just don't, like, literally, they just lay around on Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, and I will say for our family, we are or whatever we did changed so frequently we didn't have regular traditions.
1: Sure. Yeah, because, you know, I didn't grow up around extended family. And mm. then on Christmas Day, a lot of the times my parents were at work. So it was like, you know, we would wait and open presents maybe in the afternoon. It was just more of a day of leisure. So that perhaps is a tradition where it's just like, now yeah, we're just sitting around hanging out. Not really doing much. Yeah. Which is totally fine. Which and, is its own tradition, kind of. Right. Yeah. And, you know, take those opportunities for leisure and just to hang out because I feel like. We don't have a lot of those. Yeah. We're just built into the culture, mm-hmm. so it's like take it when you can. We do have a rule at our house. Uh, it's hard it's a hard and fast rule. You are not allowed to change out of your pajamas on Christmas day. You can try on clothes if you got clothes, but you have to put your pajamas back on. And we stay in our pajamas all day
0: long. It would be really awkward if somebody had to work on Christmas day.
1: Well, that would be awkward. <laughs> Luckily, we have not ha- we've not run into that yet. So, uh but it is kind of a fun little tradition. Yeah. All right. But no fistfights. When we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show, speaking of Miley Cyrus and her family fistfights, um, Bradley's finding some refreshing uh, things about Miley Cyrus. We're going to talk about Miley and an interview she did recently when we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 107.1. Well, we uh, are going to continue with Your Miley offer. Cyrus because... She's been doing a lot of interviews lately, and uh, there was one that caught your eye, Bradley, on the Colleen and Bradley show, My talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi, you guys. What's
0: up? How's going? So Miley talked to Howard Stern on December 2nd, which I think that was yesterday. I have a really hard time understanding where I am in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Dates are, uh, are fake.
0: Exactly, right? They're just irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know in what order. Anyway, so on this interview, and I found this article over at Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller, a Report of the Report, and I actually found it somewhat eye-opening, if that's possible, with Miley Cyrus. So Miley Cyrus has, let me just tell you what I thought, and then we'll back it up and explain why I think this is relevant. So Perfect. Miley is talking in this interview about her marriage, how it ended, and I was struck by how even though it's, you know, the eye-rolly Miley um it sounded pretty open and honest about her relationship with Liam Hemsworth. And I still think that a lot of what's going on is fakeety, fake, fake, fake. To that end, um, we talked a lot about Miley this last year because, and I think it goes all the way back to last year. I don't, again, I don't remember the timeline.
1: I, uh, it goes again, back to, because it's been three years. Last this summer?
0: Year. It goes back to last, yes, it's been three years this year.
1: Last summer or the summer before last summer? I
0: think it was this, uh, I, the summer before last. Okay.
1: Summer of 2019. Yeah, thank, thank you. you.
0: A year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the before time. And a half, a year. In, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. A year ago, this last summer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the 2019
0: 2019. Summer. Thank you. Pre pandemic. The last summer. Star before you are the here. end. Um, that's when she unceremoniously removed herself from the marriage between her and Liam Hemsworth. Mm hmm. This was made plain to us after she was spotted on the bow, I think it's the bow, not the stern, Mm -hmm. of a a boat in the Mediterranean with a lady, Mm -hmm. what was that lady's name again? Caitlin Carter. Caitlin Carter, that's right. And uh, then she went on to erase the Caitlyn Carter from her memory by dating Cody Simpson. And then she like dumped Cody by the side of the road after he released an album. So there was a lot of publication shipping going on with Miley Cyrus. That's why we paid attention to her. Mm-hmm. Because she was she's very capable of of um, producing publication shippy stuff and just celebrity stuff for us to chew over, right? Like, she's just really good at the Hollywood game. Right. Well, in this interview, she talks about, and it's it's in that, t- like, typical Miley way, right? Like, it's going to be a little dirty. It's going to be a little ramshackle. Right. It's going to be a little country. Mm-hmm. Um But within that, there was actually, you know, some... What I think is because the thing I I, the thing about Miley to me is that she has this genuine quality, even though she is so like outwardly. It's
1: like you have to strip you have to like strip her down a little bit. You have to read between the Miley lines um, because you're right. There is an authenticity to her, but it's like um, on uppers.
0: Well, it's somebody who has lived their entire life in public who is, like, two people at once. Yeah. Like, she has to know what her public-facing side is. It's like but Hannah then Montana. Also, oh, exactly. And I know the parallels are, like, all over the place. Mm-hmm. But, like, she still, because she's in the public eye, doesn't know to not share certain things. Anyway, so she talks about um, how she and Liam essentially stayed together a little bit longer than they should have because, as she says that they you know, they were together since of the age of 16 when they fell in love on the uh, set of the last song. And then she talked about how, you know, their house burned down. Do you remember this? Yeah. Um, And like she talks about the story about how like he was like running around saving all the pets and everything and how that really like affected her. And so maybe in a way that sort of kept the relationship going. Sure. Uh, a little like bit.
1: A lot of times, when you face a crisis together, it will hold the relationship together longer. You know, if it was already injured, a crisis will kind of bring you together. Yeah, for a period of time, but then the cracks will come back.
0: And she says of that quote, "I just clung to what I had left of that house, which was me and him." And I really do and did love him very, very much, and still do, and always will. Now. Again, I think there's a lot more there, but I think that that seems rather genuine. But she says in the end, there was just too much conflict. When I come home, I want to be anchored by someone. I don't I don't get off on drama or fighting, which is interesting because
1: you don't get that impression from her. What do you mean? I mean, like, I don't get that. I'm, I am i didn't mean you. I mean, like, I don't no, no, get that impression from her that she doesn't like drama. Oh,
0: sure. But I also found that interesting because there's a lot unsaid in that statement. Because the first implication would be, oh, does he get off on drama and fighting? Is right. that what you're telling us? Or is it just that the two of you were oil and vinegar and that you couldn't oil and vinegar, oil yeah. and water?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I'm over here making dressing making
1: salad. I'm like, OK, uh- I'm here for your dinner salad
0: um so you know but that's totally plausible right like there was obviously some discord the 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 fakey fakeity fake 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 stuff that she doesn't disabuse herself of in that like weird end time where she they didn't explicitly end their relationship but they were living in two separate countries and then she ends up on a yacht with a woman like that is still the part that i'm like there is so much more to that story that you're not sharing and i wish she would be as forthright and you could say it's none of your business well i don't care she made it my business so yeah, when she, when, I have a right to yeah. have opinions when she was about flaunting it. flaunting that relationship
1: yeah. all over the place. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. You know, I, I, what I am saying, though, is uh, it is possible in Hollywood to have a relationship yeah. that nobody ever knows anything about. True. And sh- that was not that relationship for her. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Then she had that. Uh, so, again, she was on the boat and then she ended up being with Cody Simpson for like 10 months. Yeah. Um, and he's since moved on. And I, I really do believe that that relationship was a complete fabricated publishing ship. They were friends. He needed some publicity. Mm-hmm. She needed to like turn the corner. So she didn't look like a D bag. Cause she looked like a D bag being on a boat with a woman. They may have both gone their separate ways, yeah. talked about it, but there was no public acknowledgement of that. Yeah. And so what, then all of a sudden, I mean, uh, imagine how that would make you look well, if your ex-husband Well, at the time, husband was, you know, photographed on a boat making out with another man, much less a woman.
1: Liam Hemsworth is like beloved. And so every that relationship became emblematic because it was it didn't matter how you felt about them as a couple. Every time you saw them, you saw the couple that broke up her marriage with Liam Hemsworth. Mm -hmm. So that was the stain that was on that relationship from the get go. So yes, she probably did need something to wipe that away. And Cody Simpson was the perfect person because he needed something too.
0: Yep. Exactly.
1: I She is fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think you're right. There was a lot that went unsaid that you could maybe, um, you know, you could maybe infer some things like you said that um, when she said she doesn't get off on drama and fighting, it makes you wonder, was he a, a dramatic fighter or were they? I don't get like the impression
0: said, that Liam Hemsworth is a dramatic fighter. I, I, really feel like, either. I feel like Miley Cyrus was throwing shoes across the room. I, that's, that's just I the impression say. that I get.
1: I that the, And
0: the, he was probably like, Ugh.
1: because she <laughs> does seem to me like the kind of person who has a difficult time being grounded. I know she might be looking for somebody to ground her, but ultimately I think that she is a person who could benefit from learning the skill of how to ground yourself.
0: I also feel like though, it's possible he might be the kind of man that doesn't want a woman. That's that in the foreground Mm -hmm. evidenced by the woman he is with now who is much less in the foreground than Miley Well, maybe That's what
1: he learned from that relationship because boy, I mean, she is in the foreground like, I just remember when she was twerking with Robin Thick, I just thought that Liam Hemsworth is like holding his head in his hands right now. When we come back, we've got dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After this on My Talk 107. Dumb people doing dumb see, things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi there. Hey there, how's it going? Good. Uh, These are your Crazy Stupid Idiots.
0: Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy stupid idiot. Yeah.
1: Colleen and Bradley present CSI.
0: It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full are you doing of crazy stupid idiots. Dumb people doing damn things reputedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of... Florida. 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 And sometimes,
1: and sometimes other places. Yeah. We're going to Brazil. First.
0: Brazil.
1: Brazil. Uh, and we're going to meet a 30 year old woman from Sao Paulo, Brazil. She got on a bus in Paraguay this weekend, headed back to Brazil. And if that bus was going 35 miles per hour in the direction of Paraguay, and the other one, and there was another bus that was going 20. 20- I'm just kidding. I was going to give you an equation, and there isn't one. She was just on the bus. Um,
0: (laughs) And if she was going 60 (laughs) miles an hour.
1: The authorities, though, got a tip that perhaps this 30-year-old woman might be smuggling some drugs. Ooh. And it turned out she was. Now, that in and of itself is just plain crazy, stupid, idiot, dumb. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. But it's how she was doing it that uh, leads us to the crazy, stupid idiot portion of our program. Ooh. How do you think she was smuggling of the drugs? Bradley?
0: Well, I mean, if I were a regular listener to uh this program, i would I would guess that it was in her uh, nature's pocket.
1: That is a, while a great guess, incorrect
0: oh Oh. okay um she
1: was she had some innovation she was innovating in
0: her nose holes
1: nope uh, no but i think that the drugs she was smuggling were going to end up in people's <laughs> okay. noles, nose holes her belly button close in her belly but uh, not well, actually uh, in her belly she had oh, hollowed flaps? out she had <laughs> she had hollowed out a watermelon And filled it with drugs and then stuffed it up her dress to make it look like she was pregnant. But inside the watermelon was not a baby. It was four bricks of cocaine.
0: I'm so confused. How do we get the watermelon in the belly? So
1: open it up and you can actually see. It, she didn't swallow it, Bradley. She but didn't she swallow it. It on was on outside. her belly. Yeah. It wasn't inside. So it was like a
0: fake Beyonce bump?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it was oh a watermelon. Oh my God, watermelon. that is
0: hilarious. Yes.
1: Like wrapped in cellophane, placed on her belly so she looked pregnant, full of cocaine. That
0: looks like it would be drippy.
1: Well, that's the thing. Is right. Like, and it probably would smell a little bit sweet, you know? I mean, even though it's wrapped, you You'd might be like, oh, like wow, well, you smell like you watermelon. smells like watermelon. Also, I don't think it was like, I don't think it was um, like affixed to her body. So she had to like hold it, which I know like a lot of people walk around, you know, with their hands on their belly all the time. But if she accidentally took her hands off the belly, it appears as though her fake watermelon belly full of cocaine would drop
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like how was that strapped on
1: right i don't think it was so that's the story and i'm sticking to it you're crazy stupid idiot bradley well
0: mine is actually like the entire city of san francisco oh
1: wow that's yeah aggressive so
0: and this is not like a a, a traditional like this isn't a criminal I mean, I guess there are criminals involved. but That's fine.
1: We never have made a, general... a rule that there have to be criminals and crazy, stupid
0: idiots. Here's the headline for you. I'm going to leave a blank. Blank complaints in San Francisco dropped to the lowest level in three years amid pandemic. Okay. So the NBC Bay Area investigative unit, because, you know, they got stuff to do, Mm -hmm. analyzed hundreds of thousands of 311 complaints to understand how the pandemic has impacted San Francisco's apparently notoriously dirty streets. Okay. Now, I went to San Francisco once for a week, so I am basically an expert. Of course you are. Um, And that was many years ago, like over 10 years ago, so I'm clearly uh, got my finger on the pulse of San Francisco. I don't remember it being particularly dirty. In fact, I marveled at the fact that they had those Toilets that you could just like walk in off the street and it would close. And then once you left the toilet, which it literally was like this self-contained little like a a toilet pod, uh, pooper pod. Mm -hmm. The minute you left, the whole thing, a the whole thing would wash itself before the next person could go in. That is
1: amazing. And that's revolutionary. I wish we had some of those around here. Oh, my
0: God. I would pay five dollars to use a clean crapper in the middle of the street.
1: Okay, maybe not in the middle.
0: Oh, of I'm the just street. saying, like downtown. Like if you're like, you don't have to yeah. find a store and then pretend like yes. you're going to buy something, yes. or you actually have to buy something, and then you're like, I just want to use the restroom. or
1: like honestly. Well, I mean, I know this is not bathroom chat, but honestly, like on the trails by the Mississippi. Yeah. When you're running and you got an emergency, especially on the St. Paul side, want- because
0: Minneapolis has yes has. Uh, Portos, Portos, all the Saint time. Paul didn't anyway. I don't know what they have. have you,
1: I have complained about this. Yeah, I know. I used to run on I that know. side. Oof, not good.
0: Don't even don't get even us started. Get me started. But remember, I said blank complaints in San Francisco, meaning a certain type of complaint, okay. have dropped to the lowest level in three years. Dirty streets. What do you think the complaints are?
1: L- littering.
0: That's a good guess. Thank you for guessing. Guessing guessing thank you for guessing Mm
1: -hmm. you're welcome
0: but that is uh Uh, what the kids would say uh, incorrect
1: eh. um what kind of complaints uh
0: dirty streets
1: dirty streets but i can't imagine what else Um, littering uh, pooing in the
0: streets schmice's complaints in san francisco have dropped to the lowest level in three years So the NBC Bay Area Investigative Unit analyzed 311 complaint data from April 1st to November 13th and found that Schmeese's complaints were down 24%. Colleen, there were only 15,656 Schmeese's complaints in the city of San Francisco. From April first to November first. Yeah, I'm
1: sorry, I that own, all that does for me is make <laughs> me want to call our city officials and ask how many. Yes, there are
0: locally. Now, trash uh, went up actually. Fifty-seven thousand seven hundred and seven trash complaints, up twelve percent needles for comparison and living in the city as i do i can tell you that needle complaints are a thing in our city Mm -hmm. uh they dropped 42 percent you're
1: supposed to always call when you see one of those apparently people do oh i never do i don't either huh
0: i called once uh, because our neighbors had some animals that were roaming around that shouldn't have been yeah but that's about it um anyway schmeese's complaints who knew like is that dog schmeese's that's a good question. It does say the city's grievances about human or animal waste okay. are now at the lowest level in three years.
1: That is Well, congratulations to them. That is exciting.
0: But 15,000? Um, that's Think about all a the schmices. And I imagine not all of the schmices gets called in.
1: No. Like I said, just same as needles, right? Like some of those things you just walk right on by.
0: They did apparently roll out 15 new pit stop toilets in April. So we don't have that pit
1: stop toilets? We just have the porta-potties. I'm telling you.
0: But they they're not out now.
1: Uh there are some, I think.
0: Like the we have one in our park. It's gone for the season.
1: Yeah, some of them I think go away, but some of them I think stay. I don't know how used they are cuz that would be a cold experience. Oh
0: god, it would freeze.
1: Yeah. It probably would smell better though. Right? Well,
0: yeah, you wouldn't smell anything, hopefully, until it gets, you know. But I will say there'll be some steam rising off that. Oof. Oof.
1: Um, I would just like to explore the idea of having those Gucci pod bathrooms. Yeah. Because those... Well, and think about it. For
0: people who are unhoused, uh, for visitors, for tourists, for locals...
1: Yes. A potty comes in handy. Yeah,
0: a clean potty is... A gift to God's creation. It's true. God's gift to creation or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Every Everybody says that. Um, for our next story, we're going to upstate New York and we are going to meet a mayor named Tim Courier, and he is the mayor of a pretty significant sized small town. Okay. 12,000 person town called Messina. It's in upstate New York. Um, he also was the police chief for two decades before he was elected mayor six years ago. So, This is a guy who knows his way around the legal system. He knows what's right and what's wrong. Uh, He's 55 years old, so he's been around the block a couple times. Uh, But it turns out it was when he was driving around the block that he got himself into some trouble. Um, Apparently, the county sheriff and the U.S. Department of Homeland Security have been running an investigation on him for a while because they suspected him of selling drugs. Ooh. On Tuesday, they uh, were ready to kind of make their move to arrest him. And uh, he took off in his car and got into a chase with the police through the town of Messina. And uh, as he went through an intersection, he threw something out of his car window. The police got him to stop and then he was arrested on several charges. But what do you think he threw out the window?
0: Narcotics. His crack. Yeah.
1: He was being chased for drugs. I mean, at this point, dude, it doesn't matter.
0: I mean, it doesn't yeah.
1: matter if you crack in your car.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like, you're already being chased for drugs. It's already
1: done. It's, this is the moment where you just go, I guess this is it. Everything just caught up with me. There's no need to throw your crack out the crack. No,
0: in fact, I imagine it. that hang that's an additional it. charge. Well, yeah. Throwing For crack out a window.
1: Um, he was, well, yeah, he was, uh, they did get him to stop. He was arrested on several charges, including possession of a controlled substance, tampering with evidence, and failure to comply. Um, crack a window. Thank you. Hear it out. Yeah, or don't. <laughs> Just hang on to that stuff. Um, what is also interesting I would like to point out about uh, Mr. Tim Courier is that uh, yesterday he announced he was going to take a leave of absence from his job as mayor.
0: I mean, that's probably a good thing, right? Yeah. like if mm-hmm. if if yeah. I got pulled over for crack, I might have to take a few days off.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's that time. It's that time again. <gasps> 245, every day we play a little game. That oh, game is called yes. The Throwback Live. We will do that after this on My
0: Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy, you don't even need an interview. So, what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.